It's a big hello to you and welcome. Great to have your company this morning on No Man Should Walk Alone, the ever-popular program here on 1116 SEN. It's all thanks to Swiss, Australia's number one multivitamin, and for the Hater Clinic, the gold standard in addiction treatment. Spud Frawley, good morning to you. Great. Good morning to you. Good morning, listeners. You know why I'm up and about, Jack? Because I had my Swiss magnesium last night oh. and slept like a baby. Early sponsors plug there. Just no, an no, early slept, tick. Slept like a baby, but look, really looking forward to getting uh, Jasmine Smith in who's uh, actually works at Swiss. She's mm. the health and well-being director at the Swiss Corporation, and she uh, does everything for the people in health and nutrition, well-being, mental health, etc. And of course, we've got Robbie. Code and your favourite? Emily Brabon, the nutritionist of the stars. You've got a crush on her. No, that's not true. Yes, you that's have. not true. She's a married woman. Don't you, you go. Careful. Have you seen her husband, the no, chief? No, he just, he'd flatten me. He's yeah. on Thursday mornings on uh, with Gary and Tim. He'd use me as a javelin. He would crush your head he would. like a coconut, mate. He would, even yours. And you've got yeah. a big bonce, but he would crush yours as well. But uh, great to be here. Really looking forward to another great show. I've, I've really enjoyed the shows. And I know that you... Uh, Get, probably get more out of it than you thought when you first started, Jackie. Absolutely, Boy. getting a bit out of it. Got a few little tips along the way. It's been yeah, great. And you look a little bit tired at the moment. And and it's probably right. You, you're burning the midnight oil. You're, you're working on the AFLW. Three days of AFLX. Flew you've back in this morning, AFLX. especially for you, Daniel. And also, you're working from 7, a, 7 p.m. till 12 p.m. on your show, which is called? Sporting Capital, Monday to Thursday. So it's fair to say... Um, your sleeping patterns have changed somewhat. Oh, they're, they're a mess. And yeah, your, absolute your, mess. your eyes at the moment are like corn slots. <laughs> Actually, they I are. Gonna, I was going to say to you when you are open your eyes, Those they are open. Just... This will be good. But no, no, but Jasmine's going to come You lost in. your gag halfway through no, there, No, I did, because <laughs> it was probably a little bit risky. It wasn't going to be great. <laughs> no, it was going to be good, but I don't reckon you and I would be on air yeah, if okay. I actually followed through with it. Okay. But, Really looking forward to getting our three special guests on, Jackie Boy. Yeah, we're, what we're going to do, we're going to take an early break here on No now, Man Should Walk Alone. Straight away. I've got more to say. Well, you'll have to wait till after the break because Jasmine Smith from Swiss is going to join us after this. Nice to be with you this morning. It is No Man Should Walk Alone. It's all thanks to the Hater Clinic, who are the gold standard in addiction treatment and for our great mate, Spud, at cool. Swiss, Australia's number one multivitamin, a staple as part of your daily routine. Well, it is. As you know, the bike ride's about a month away and the extra training. I'm on the uh, Swiss magnesium uh, powder um, and it's making me feeling really refreshed, recover a lot quicker. And funny enough, I'm sleeping better. So um, I'm led to believe, and I know the, the person that you've introduced now would know all about that, Jackie boy. They certainly would, and she certainly would. I speak of Jasmine Smith, who is the Director of People and Culture at Swiss, our great mates on this program. Jasmine, good morning. Thank you for coming on in. Hey, guys. How are you going? We're very well, thank you. Sunday morning. We appreciate you giving yeah. us a bit of your time. Not at all. And uh, tell us a bit about y your role there at Swiss. Obviously, uh, health and well-being, and I was lucky enough to go to your beautiful offices down there in Collingwood. And I, I looked around in this room. I was there about 2 o'clock, and there was a lot of people, Jack, w walking in and out. Yeah. And there was a few lounge chairs there. There was a couple of sort of people laying back, and the lights were dimmed. And that's their uh, sort of, and I'll let you talk about it, Jasmine, sure. is, is that instead of having a coffee and a bit of sugar to get you through the day, they're actually just chilling out. And it was a, like a, a meditation room. Yeah. Is that right, Jasmine? Yeah, that's absolutely right. So we are, so firstly talking about my role. So at Swiss, we're all about people first. So while we're really proud of being a high performance mm. organization with amazing products, um, our whole philosophy is that our people are what help us get there. Um, and that 
our commitment to wellness for our consumers is absolutely mirrored with our commitment to wellness for our people. And and you've, we'll discuss your background later sure. on, but how is the landscape, well, let's take it back to, to when we all first, first started working. Mm. And I come from a farm, so sure. farmers traditionally very stoic, stubborn. If they're injured, you've just got to get up and get mm. the job done. And if you complain, you're you soon to be a bit of a whinger. Yeah. In the corporate world, uh, how's it changed in your opinion from, say, tw- 10 years ago to 20 years ago, even five years ago, mm. how the health and well-being of, of your staff, and it should be, a lot of staff, and they'd put on their KPIs, people are our number one asset. Yeah. But we actually never really help them achieve that goal, did we? Absolutely. No. I mean, I guess if you, I mean, I would summarise the change is mainly been from when organisations were committed to their team members' well-being. It was really more to minimise negative impacts yeah. of their of their employees yeah. not being well. So whether that was insurance costs or um, absenteeism or lost productivity. So it was really more of a minimise the risk and minimise the cost to the business. And that really then started to segue. It's probably sort of late 80s, mm. early 90s. Yeah. It started to move more into... As, as fitness and wellness became more sort of part of society, yeah. um, that understanding that if people were well, then that was better for everybody. So the big change would be that initially it was all about physical health. Yeah. So, you know, and the initial yeah. kind of workplace wellness stuff was about, you know, that sort of life be in it, go and do some exercise, lose weight, stop smoking. You yeah. know, that was kind of the stuff at the beginning. And that was really the primary focus for a long time. And then it moved into mental health. So then that became, there There was this sort of, um, that acknowledgement that mental health issues mm. were and challenges were absolutely um, uh, a part of many people's lives. Uh, and they are. And as traditionally, well, it is, it's a men's show because we want men to be mm. able to, and I've got three daughters mm. and a beautiful wife, and they seem to talk about their issues and, and they've got issues just as men are, but I think the women, and yeah. forgive me if I'm wrong, are a lot easier to talk to their mates and each other about their issues and they act upon it straight away and they get it off their chest. Have you found that in the corporate side as well? Men are probably a bit more stoic and a bit more mm. stubborn. And maybe five years ago when Swiss, whenever they put their meditation room in, there was more the women that would walk in and then all of a sudden the men now say, okay, we've got to get on board here. Yeah, and, and that's probably part of the, I guess, even move, moving on from the mental health awareness. It's yeah. moved even more from rather than minimising mental health illness, it's more to wellness as a concept. And so wellness being exactly what you're yeah. talking about, those things like um social connectedness, yeah. a sense of purpose, being able to have people you can have conversations with about how you're feeling. And and those concepts of wellness, like a more holistic wellness, aren't things that are, uh, have been associated in the past with kind of masculine qualities. So we're even yeah. like taking gender out of it, guys mm, or girls. Yeah. It's like those mas- masculine qualities of your right sort of performance and, and that sort of that stoicism around um, needing to be able to cope and, and not to be able to admit mm. that there's challenge and there's feelings of vulnerability. So vulnerability is a vulnerability is a tough one because 
we know that when you allow yourself to be vulnerable, mm. you build much more authentic connections you with do. people and people around you. But the big challenge is being able to be brave enough to share that vulnerability. So I think, I mean, looking at the microcosm of yeah. Swiss, we, we have a lot of awareness within the guys that work within the organisation about the importance of that. So it doesn't affect so much the participation in our programs, but the stuff that you're talking about, absolutely. Your background in behavioural... And science, yeah. Science, yes. which is obviously right in your sweet spot here yeah. at Swiss, and that's why we've got you on today. A couple of things have resonated with me, what you've talked about then is the vulnerability. I think at times men feel that being vulnerable mm. is a sign of weakness. We mm -hmm. now know it's not, but in the past it was. Yep. If someone showed some emotion about, you know, whether it was a marriage breakup or a financial situation um, or just something that happened to them at work, you know, toughen up or move yep. on. That yep. was the, the good old days. And it sounds like Swiss and... Uh, where you're working, it's more about the productivity and how to get the best out of your staff. Yeah, I mean, and what you were talking about before, that bottling things up, that sort of traditional, I guess you would say, sort of male way of, way of coping, it's such a vicious circle because you have, then you get into sort of self-medication. So mm. we know that thing of yep. guys kind of, you know, self-medicating yep. with, you know, alcohol and yep. drugs and, and those kinds of things. Um, and then that makes the stress worse and, and then the guys bottle it up further and then they're self-medicating even more and they feel more and more isolated because they don't have that social connection to to support them. But there's there's a big connection between that and cortisol. So, mm. you know, the, yep. lev the levels of cortisol that we have, you know, we start off the day with our yep. cortisol levels, out, which is sort of the stress hormone. So it's the, um, it's the hormone we release and when we go into that fight or flight mode, mm. which is incredibly helpful you know back in caveman days when we we're being chased by tigers yep. but not so helpful in a day-to-day -day situation yeah, sorry so those no those cortisol levels and i think i speak for myself here mm. and i know i speak for jack we've traditionally looked out for about a coffee mm. or two in the afternoon for a, a hit of sugar or chocolate mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to get us through the day and so what you're saying is yeah you have an initial spike mm -hmm. but then it's a double whammy on the way down yeah, I mean, and cortisol, what happens is our body, and this is really common in like a, in sort of contemporary yeah. society, You a bit of cortisol is helpful mm. um, in situations where you do need to yeah. perform. But when we're doing it again and again, you know, you're going into a meeting, you're scared of what your boss's mood is, et cetera, et cetera, and it builds up and builds up and builds up. What we find is that that's that's you know that that makes mm. you feel really overwhelmed by the end of the day and so what we do is we look for a way to to um, make ourselves feel better and get a dopamine hit and the way that we do that is by eating some chocolate yep. um, spending a lot of time on our mobile phone doing stuff that doesn't really matter yep. having a drink you know drugs gambling yep. those kind of things they make us feel better that they they counteract some of the effects of the cortisol but of course you know, that's not that's not long-term healthy behaviour. So what we want to do is find healthy ways mm. to release the cortisol, which is a lot of what Swiss's program is built around. So a lot of those behaviours you talked about then, the drinking, mm. the gambling, mm. um, the, the excessive use of phones, mm -hmm. there's normally something inner in that person, isn't there? They're, they're doing that to, to feel good, yeah. but there's something deep down that they're, you know, what you talk about, and I know we'll get into the the uh, things you should do, go mm -hmm. for a walk and, sure. and have a bit of meditation. Is it fair to say there's some underlying um, mental problem in that person's DNA at that time that they're doing that? 
Yeah, I mean, it can be. It's complex. Yeah. I mean, what we what we know about that reward pathway, which is the dopamine pathway in the brain, is the more that you stimulate it, the more the more you need. Yeah. So it, it is an addict an addiction. Um, there's definitely a predisp. I mean, dopamine can be great. Da- dopamine mm. is what helps get yeah. it helps you get stuff done. Yeah. It helps you set goals. It's the achievement kind of. Mm. I guess you'd call it the achievement yeah. sort of neurotransmitter and hormone. And um, but it but when you overuse it, so how much of that have you got there? Is that where people can have this? They're on the treadmill of life, and then they'll they'll just fall off the treadmill, yeah. and their body says or their mind, "You've had enough." Yeah, and I mean, and that's where you want to make sure that you're doing things to elevate. I guess the kind of the good the good mm. ones, which are serotonin, oxytocin, which are the ones that make you feel happy. Yeah. They're the ones that help you bond with people. Yeah. So if you're just running on um, sort of, you know, endorphins and dopamine, which is, I guess you were talking before about that sort the of traditional male. The adrenal completely open all the time. That's right. And so you get that burnout and it becomes this really vicious cycle. You know, you're sort of working till 2 a.m. Mm. in, the, in yep. the morning. You're looking for the next thing, the next win in that yep. really high-performance environment. But, of course, we know the, neg- the cost, the negative cost for the individual, for their relationships, yep. and ultimately for the organisation if – you don't mitigate that is, you know, it's huge. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so, so so that's 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 sort of how that works. No, I like mm-hmm. it. And look, I've hogged all the questions here. and I'm sorry, just listening Jack. intently. No, no this, is, sorry, this is great. Sorry, Jack. It's better I'm, than listening to you. So it's no, great. Exactly. <laughs> no. Jasmine is far too intelligent she for me is, to ask too easy questions. Yep. I think she was surprised when I said the adrenal glands. I think she... Uh, yeah, I was loving that. <laughs> Research <laughs> is not just a suburb, Spud. You've no, done your work. We're cool. going to take a break. We've still got plenty more to come. Jasmine, stick with us if you can. I know Spud's got a lot more than no, he wants no, to ask. You're going to ask at least no, three no. questions <laughs> in the next, Jack. No, I've been a hog this This morning. is yours. It's all yours. No. We're going to take a break. Still plenty more to come. It's No Man Should Walk Alone. Thanks to the Hater Clinic and, of course, Swiss. Great to have your company here. It's No Man Should Walk Alone. It's all thanks to the Hater Clinic, who are the gold standard in addiction treatment, our great friends, and, of course, for Swiss, Australia's number one multivitamin. Jasmine Smith, the Director of People and Culture, is our guest this morning, Spud. And as I said uh, before the break, Jack, I've been hogging a lot of uh, the questions. <laughs> now, now, Jack works night shift. I'm sure there's a lot of people saying, oh, this is okay, we're doing this during the day. But what about me? I'm working from either 6 to 8 or 12 o'clock, uh, 12 a.m. to 8 a.m. in the morning. And Jack, uh, you've been battling a little bit with the t- different hours and sleeping. I have. I've been a morning person, Jasmine, my whole life. My whole, even when primary school, I used to get up at 5 in the morning before school. Yeah. So this now going to uh, a situation where I start on air at 7 o'clock and finish at midnight, I'm just finding it hard to get to sleep and have any sort of meaningful sleep. And I must admit, looking at Jack, he looks really tired. <laughs> I know it's bad radio. Isn't this supposed to be about positivity? No, it is. Pumping but, each other up. I know, oh but Jasmine's just about to pump you up it's and give you some solutions. Well, she needs to. You've taken all the yeah. air out of the tyres. Over to you, Jasmine. You've hogged all the questions and now you're bagging yeah. me. <laughs> so I guess I can t- you're, you're so right. And not having... Yeah, he looks the- tired. <laughs> <laughs> not having the right amount of sleep and having disturbed sleep and irregular sleep as it has a, you know, a, there's a lot of challenge with overall wellness when when that's going on and of course when you're doing shift work or you're doing crazy hours they're they're the people that are at most at most at risk so what are some of the hints um coffee i keep hearing caffeine yeah i mean you have it like does it an hour later it's out of your system how does that work yeah i mean it's a little bit like alcohol it depends on metabolism and it depends on size yeah. your size and um your weight but 
what we know is that the half-life of coffee or caffeine is six hours. So what that means is after you've had your last lot of caffeine, whether it's an energy drink or, you know, a coffee or a tea or whatever, you've still got half the amount of caffeine six hours later still in your body. So you can imagine even if you had that mid-afternoon, co- you know, coffee or, you know, you, you're trying to stay awake um, for night shift and sort of perk yourself up, if you're trying to sleep, you know, six to nine hours later and you're still buzzing, that's the reason why. So absolutely minimising. I mean, best practice would be allowing, you know, at least six to eight hours before you intend to go to sleep, the, the no caffeine that's before that period. And what about the, the darkness of the room? Uh, yeah, so, so absolute darkness, if possible. So when I, and, and I, I understand I've got my, my um, husband doesn't do shift work, but he's has always been, you know, sleeping has been mm. a challenge for him. And we implemented a whole lot of stuff, um, which was firstly block out blinds, absolutely. Mm. Yep. So no light whatsoever, because that affects yep. your um, melatonin. Um, getting a, your devices have to be out of your room. So, so watching telly. Oh, in your bed. Okay, so 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 the only thing your room should be for is sleeping okay. or giving it, you know, if yeah. you're lucky. Yeah. Maybe some romance. Um, but nice. Se- <laughs> but <laughs> I think we're going there. But anyway, go on, Jason. Um, yeah. But but certainly nothing else outside of that. So absolutely no televisions, no screens, mm. and um, you should have no no screen usage at all. Half an hour before you intend to go to bed, if you have to, you know, you can, there's that setting that you can use that takes the the blue light, cuts the blue light through. Um, and they've just done some research to show that even if your phone is in your room and it's switched to flight mode, your your brain is still hypervigilant, you know, um, wow. about a message arriving or maybe someone's liking mm. one of your posts, et cetera, et cetera. So you don't go into as deep a sleep as you would without your device in your room. So buy an alarm yeah. clock. That's a great mm. investment. The temperature of your room ah. should be between 17 and 18 degrees. So if you have a warm room, you live in an apartment, yep. it's not great, you know, there's not great mm. air conditioning. You need to do some stuff around and that. That's, and that's interesting in itself uh, when those hot nights, or we've just had a lot of humid mm. nights, it's the air conditioner um, is not a great wake-up feeling too. You're dry in the mouth, it dehydrates yeah. you. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, you can you can obviously look at ones that are more evaporative as well so that you're keeping that moisture in the air, but keeping the room cool is really important. Um, and we spoke about it at the beginning, but magnesium. So magnesium is fantastic for sleep. It's not only great for I'm repair. get that from Swiss, Jack. Yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah and I, I like the fact that Jasmine talked about sleep only and, and hopefully some romance. So Jack doesn't have to worry <laughs> about the latter one at the moment. <laughs> no, no, he's, he's tracking all right at the moment, Jack. He's going well. Keep moving, Spud. Yeah, I will. But my mum listens to this getting, show. Keep yeah, moving. Getting back to um, the the mindfulness. Mm. Tell us how that, because I had a good chat to you during the week, um, and I know the answer to it. There's a lot of people at home that. Instead of having a coffee drink or some sugar at mm. two to three, because that's the time we all feel a little bit tired. You said you wake up full of energy after lunch and you think, gee, I've got another three or four hours of work to go. I'll just go and have a coffee or a snack and yep. some sugary or chocolate. How does the mindfulness slash just chilling out for 10 or 15 minutes yeah. take over from grabbing that co- uh, cup of coffee? Yeah, that's a great question. So we spoke earlier around cortisol and cortisol, yep. cortisol building up during the day. And, and some of the things that we can do to imp- to um, reduce the cortisol is a mindfulness practice, um, exercise, hydration, laughter, um, and some social connection. So How that- important to have a laugh? Oh, so, so important. It's like so important. It, it's absolutely um you know, it, it essentially flushes mm. your body with mm. positive emotions, and and um, increasing positive emotion is is a huge part of our program at yeah. Swiss from on, on so many levels. 
But with mindfulness, so if we think about mindfulness, we're talking about being able to pay attention to an experience or a situation without judgment. Mm. And the way that that looks at Swiss is we have a, a daily meditation practice at 3 to 3.20. So we have a gong go off and mm. everybody that wants to can go down to a meditation space and we do a meditation for 20 minutes. We have a guided meditation a couple of times a week. So we have a practitioner come in and support us. But it doesn't need to be that formalized. You know, even with Jack, he he could come home after work and he could do a guided mm. meditation that would help him fall asleep. But implementing a meditation and um, practice into his daily daily life, not just when he's trying to get to sleep, would be incredibly helpful. There's so many benefits of mindfulness and a, and a meditation practice, sort of from a performance perspective, physically, emotionally, mm. um, in relationships yeah. as well. I've found that what works for me is when I wake up. I go outside, whether it's hot, cool or whatever. If obviously, if it's in the winter, I rug up a little bit. But just sit out on the chair. And obviously, it's raining. I'm undercover a little bit. And just look at the sky for 20 minutes. Absolutely. And think about nothing. And then all of a sudden, the day becomes clearer in my mind of, of what I want to achieve. Because I think sometimes we just get out of bed. We'll spend that extra 15 minutes in bed. Then you're rushing here and you're rushing there. If you find yourself and then you're on that treadmill, away you go. And I found that, okay, well, that's what's important today. One, two, three. If I get those three things done, I've had a really good day. And then, because sometimes you just get up, I've got to do 12 things. And as you know, you can, you're can you not going to do them well. No. And that's what works for me anyway. And that's a great approach. I think people get, they, they're, they're sometimes put off the idea of meditation because they've tried it and they can't concentrate. And, you know, they say, I keep thinking of mm. things. It's like, of course, it's it's fine. You're going to yeah, keep thinking of things. Right. You will. It's just not allowing yourself to kind of go down the mm. rabbit hole of, of worrying about the future and worrying about the past. Mm. So there's lots of ways you can be mindful, you know, gardening, just sitting there looking at the stars, looking mm. at the clouds, um, you know, yoga, Tai Chi. There's plenty of ways that you can be mindful. It's just, it's just being aware of where you are at that present moment. And that's the thing about gardening. If you've, if you've got the phone there and what Jack talked about with your weights, what do you do when you do weights now, Jack? So, yeah, so we spoke about it on this show yeah, and you because of that, on. yeah, so... You have the phone because you've got to have the music playing. Yeah. But I turn it on flight mode now. So no one can get to me for an hour and a half. Or all I've got is just what I'm there to do and that's it. Fantastic. It's brilliant. It's made such a change. I've only been doing it about six mm. weeks, but it's made a massive change. And do you do much aerobic exercise? Is that... yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I, I find I do more now yeah. because you're just there to do exactly yeah. that, yes. what you're there to do. Yeah. yeah. We didn't touch on the, the physical side, but that's pretty sure. important too, isn't it? Absolutely. We've talked a lot about our mind and how that, that works, but... Our mind works better when you know our heart's been mm-hmm. pumping and we've, the, the, it's going through the veins a lot more. What what are the benefits of that? Well, we've I mean, we've just brought in and I said going back to that whole concept yep. of reducing um, the cortisol buildup. We've just we're just bringing in this concept of movement snacks at work, which is that every twenty minutes to thirty minutes that you're jumping up, you're doing a quick like honestly thirty seconds. Mm. So it might just be some little, might be a couple of push ups, yep. it might be a little run on the spot, it might be a little you know a couple of burpees or whatever. Have a glass of water, breathe deeply for sixty seconds, and get back to your work. And and that's those those tiny things you can do as well as yep. kind of having more of a getting the heart rate up in that twenty to thirty minute session a few times a week. And I've saw at your beautiful facility at yeah. Swiss is a lot of people have the stand-up desks yes. so they can sit down and yeah, actually it's becoming stand. very popular this isn't it it's yeah. great for your posture mm. and and you actually are burning a, a few more calories standing up than sitting aren't you yeah and and we, we do have standing desks but we're looking to expand a lot wider um, across the business mm. as well because while over the years we've got more people doing um, 
exercise like classes, going to the gym, that sort of thing, our incidental movement as we, as just our lifestyles changed mm. has completely shrunk. So people are sitting for a lot longer. So in terms of getting yourself up mm. from a posture, from a, um, in terms of sort of fat build up around your heart mm. and, and your waist, which is from sitting all day, yep. which is not great as mm. well. Um, so amazing physical benefits, but of course, emotional benefits as well from getting people moving. We also do, um, we offer a range of sort of cardio, yoga, Pilates, a whole lot of classes in the morning, lunchtime, and in the after work at Swiss, but we also do one-on-one walking meetings. So we make sure that if you've got a meeting, if you can take it for a walk and take mm. it around the block, you don't have to be sitting in an office. You don't have to be sitting at a desk to do that. A lot of my mates now, um, if they've got high-level meetings and, and they're lucky enough to do it, they have a game of golf. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, our um, our MD, Oliver Horn, he's really passionate. So he he runs a run group. He, yeah. There's swims up at the pool. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's, he's kind of finding ways to be able to lead from the front to really go, this is important. It's important to make time. You don't, you shouldn't be locked in your office mm. to be able to build physical activity into, you know, yeah. a business oh, meeting and, and, you, and you have the social connection too. And, and a lot of people say, I haven't got time. Well, as we know, you, you probably got to get up an hour earlier yeah. or probably prioritize the things that are more important. I don't think we prioritize the number one thing in our life and that's yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Your health and well-being and Jasmine, it's been an absolute pleasure um, having you today. We could go for another couple of hours here, Jack. Well, I, I'm, I've decided I'm going to work for Swiss. I'm out yeah, of here. I'm, Catch the latest one. No, no, you want it, I've had enough of you. You can stay here. Now, where's that number to uh, get a job at Swiss? Where's <laughs> no, I'm joking, Jasmine. But Careers at Swiss, I think it is. Uh, Jasmine, seriously, thank you for coming in. It's been really, really great to spend Sunday morning with you. We appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks, stay Jasmine. well. Right, that's, yeah, good girl. That's the plan. We're going to take a break. We're going to wrap things up. We've still got plenty more to come. Rob Code and Emily Braybon on the other side of this. Great to be with you here on No Man Should Walk Alone. It's all thanks to Swiss, Australia's number one multivitamin. A big thanks to our friend Jasmine Smith for joining us as well, Spud. She was a star. She was, Jack. And uh, yeah, hope you sleep uh, a lot better after those hints from Jasmine. So do I. And we've got a lot of good stuff coming through off the text as well. So thanks to everyone for getting involved. 0433981116. But great to have our, well, one of our new mates, Rob Coe, join us on the program again this morning. G'day, Rob. G'day, guys. How are you? You've been uh, jet-setting away, mate. Where have you been? We, We... Keen to get you on last week, but you were uh, jet setting somewhere. Where were you? Yeah, it was still. I was um, just about to leave Fiji when I would have been in the air when you guys needed me on on here. So uh, yeah, unfortunately, I missed out last week. Now, was that a holiday or or, <laughs> or a part of your work? Yeah, part of my work. I was just scraping out some locations for our upcoming fitness holiday in October. So we're taking a group over there with the original boot camp group, and yeah. Um, yeah, just taking over for about five five nights, and yeah, we're just checking out some islands and and whatnot around the place and making sure it's all suitable for the troops and yeah, taking through their paces for yeah, just a short of a week. It should be good. Looking forward to it in nah, October. No, nah, that'll be fantastic. And we'll we'll um we'll get on the website how to get on that. But what what are the some of the, some of the things we can expect over there if uh, we're going to go over there with you? Oh, in uh, in Fiji, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, well, it's, it, each morning you'll be going through uh, a lot of the high intensity. Style training in the morning and then uh, plenty of food straight after. So yep. lots of breakfast and we, we, we break down the process for everybody and um, just guide them where they need to go and, and get the most out of the program. And then we also um, get out and about and, and enjoy you know the local area, taking the culture, the local food, uh, history, and get out there in the um, in the beautiful uh, you know the beautiful weather they have over there and the waters and the, and the uh, incredible white sand. A lot of the water sports as well, the motorised as well as the 
be uh, like kayaking and uh, what are they stand up boards called? Stand up paddle boards, is that them? Yeah, yeah. one of them. Whatever. Stand up boards. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All, all, yeah, yeah, yeah. I gave it a bit of a crack, but didn't uh, stand up. Now, now, Robbie, um, you hit the nail on the head of our um, topic today. You said high intensity training, so we've heard a lot about it. We've had a lot of SMSs about um, people wanting to know. The benefits of high-intensity training compared to a long hour's walk and how much do you need to do a day because we're all saying we haven't got enough time and and the benefits of it and how much kilojoules you can burn even hours after this high-intensity training, apparently. So can you enlighten us, mate? Yeah, yeah. I suppose the, what you did touch on was um, time poor. A lot of people uh, time poor these days with you know, busy lifestyles, so... The high-intensity training is definitely a lot more popular in the last few years. And um, personally, I believe that it's a lot more beneficial for you, regardless of your level of fitness, regardless of age uh, and your ability. I think it's, um, in my opinion, I think it's, it's absolutely incredible and it does save time. Uh, the high-intensity training increases your metabolism. Um, it's, it is challenging, so it's good for your mental strength as well. And if people don't know exactly how the high-intensity training works, normally it's a burst of exercise at least around your 90% plus uh, effort, the output that you put in as an individual. And once again, I've said it at all different levels. So you could get someone at 60 years old, as long as they're putting in there about 90% effort. You get someone else who's 25 years old, they're, uh-huh. they're 90% effort. So obviously everybody's going to be at different levels. Yep. But if anyone's going to give the high-intensity training a go, is make sure you go at your level, at your 90%. And then there's normally a, rec- a recovery process straight after. So it could be an active recovery. So for a quick example, let's say we're going to... Uh, let's, let's start with the treadmill. So we, we're on a treadmill. We're going to sprint. We're going to push about 90% effort plus for two minutes. After that two minutes, you'll back it off and either say stop or just do a very low walk or, uh, you know, an active recovery. So you could actually get off the treadmill and do a real slow jumping jack, which is obviously a bit more advanced yeah. for some people. Yeah. Otherwise, just a walk for about a minute, or you can match a ratio of two to two, which would be two minutes work, two minutes rest. Or if you're a bit more fitter, you're, you're a bit more stronger, you could go two minutes on, one minute active recovery or, or rest. Now, so Rob- you can weigh that up yourself and you can progress through it. Um, there's so many benefits for it. Yeah, obviously, cardiac conditioning is probably one of the big ones that you'll, you'll find that you, in a, a fairly short amount of time. And as far as burning calories, once again, everybody is different. Yep. But uh, if you get up and you do a 6, 6 a.m., say 20, 20 minute high intensity session, 20, 25 minutes, you'd be burning calories for pretty much all day after. Wow. So, Rob, just, just on that 20 minutes. So, let, let's say I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of running and I've got no weights at home, how can I, and just off the top, a question without um, any sort of uh, education behind it, how can I do a 20-minute intense session in my backyard? In your backyard? Yeah. yeah With well, your you, body weight? Or? Yeah, straight away. If you've got no equipment at all, yeah, obviously you go straight on to, to body weight. Um, so as I mentioned before, you've got your jumping jacks, you've got, uh, you don't like running, but you could sprint on the spot. Yep. Um, you could be doing a Tabata protocol, which is another sort of format of the hit of the hit training. Yep. So traditionally, that's a twenty minute after correction, twenty second, twenty minute. Yep. Destroyer. Twenty seconds on of exercise, no matter what it is, 
and you'll get about a 10 second rest and then you traditionally you do that for eight sets so there's about four minutes there but anyone yeah give that a go and uh, that would definitely test you even punching punching is a good one so boxing even if you've got no equipment and you're by yourself you're in your backyard you could be simply is um moving around the spot sparring you could do that for a certain amount of time you could do that for two minutes pushing at 90 percent plus as mentioned before with a high intensity training and then for one minute you might just walk a, a lap of the yard come back got your little stopwatch bang you're on again you push it again then you, you could change it up you could go into a like a, a sumo squat hold or, or squat hold so you've got that isometric so your legs are actually working as well and you could punch you could just punch forward it's like, like a traditional karate punch can envision what I'm trying to say. No, I can. Yep. yep. Yeah. So once again, you could do that. Say on a Tabata, you could punch it out flat out. Absolutely everything you got, ninety percent to one hundred percent. Do that for twenty seconds, and you got your clock once again. You can get apps as well these days. You can just go online and, and download an app, and that will do a little beeping and, and buzzing for you. So twenty seconds, ten seconds rest, and then it will tell you when your second one, when your second set. I'll tell you what. Normally it's a countdown. It's magnificent, Robbie. I'm, I'm looking forward to doing it. I'm saying. I'm tired listening to Get it, but I tell you what, spot. it's Get 20 minutes. Into I'm, yeah. I'm into it, uh, Robbie. I, I look forward to getting on you next week and uh, tell you how my progress is going, champion. Absolutely. No worries, guys. Great stuff. Yeah. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate it. No problem. Take care. Cheers, oh, Rob, before you go, yeah. yep. the website for this Fiji trip, mate, it sounds too good. Um, what is it? How do we get on it, mate? Yeah, just get to TravelFit360. That's 360.com.au. Good man. TravelFit360.com.au. Thanks again, Rob. Yeah. We appreciate it. No worries. See you guys. Let's keep rolling here on No Man Should Walk Alone. Thanks to Swiss, Australia's number one multivitamin. Gives us great pleasure, Spud, as always, every week to talk to our nutritionist to the stars, Emily Braybon. Morning, Em. Morning, boys. How are you? We're going well, Emily. We're going extremely well. We've um, we've uh, solved Jack's sleeping problems. <laughs> we've, we've got Robbie Code on to talk about high-intensity training compared to uh, just a long endurance-type setup. And I think it'll be a great time to get you on. The the, the benefits and the uh, the calorie burn of a high-intensity training session yep. uh, compared to maybe a half-an-hour walk with your dog, which is still great. But if you just want to burn some, some extra kilos that you've put on over Christmas, how that can help your uh, nutritional intake. Absolutely. I think the, the, the main point to get to is who has the time to spend so many hours doing a lot of cardio anyway. Yeah, not too many people. Exactly. I'm one of them. I mean, girls are supposed to like cardio, but (laughs) (laughs) not me. Um, I think if if done the right way, your high-intensity sessions, they're going to burn a lot more fat, a lot more calories after you finish training. That's the trick. And Robbie probably explained it to you before, that in cardio, you're burning calories while you're working out. But the second you stop... You probably, you know, you probably got an hour of extra um, cal- caloric burning, fat burning. If you do a high intensity session where you're just slamming it out, getting those intervals in, you're going to burn what we call EPOC, your excessive post oxygen consumption. That's going to burn for up to 24 hours. You're going to be burning fat while you're sitting at your desk at work. So, so um, in layman's terms, you get up and you have a little bit of breakfast. Half an hour later, you have a high intense intensity training session for for 20 or 30 minutes because you probably can't go much longer than as Robbie talked about. Absolutely. You're saying you get in the car, drive to work, um, and still a couple of hours later, you're burning some calories. That sounds uh, pretty good to me. Absolutely. 
absolutely. I mean, that's the best thing about it. Like I said, no one wants to spend their life exercising. If you can get it over and done with, you you train smarter, not not longer. You know what I mean? Mm. So it, as you get older, especially in men and women over 40, your hormones change. So that long training isn't going to do you as much benefit. Yeah, it's great for heart health. You know, incidental exercise is fantastic. Yep. But for heart health and getting rid of that belly fat, you need to just really make sure that you're getting the most out of the time that you spend exercising. But in saying that, I do have to push the the, the fact that you should get checked out before for a doctor Spot on. before yeah, you start absolutely. training. Uh, you, know, you don't want to head into something without knowing. Yeah. And part of this too, Em, which is your wheelhouse, is that with every good training program, no matter what intensity or what level you're looking for, it's got to be well supported by nutrition, doesn't it? Absolutely. You cannot out-train a bad diet. If you're going and you are uh, – I mean, I uh, – Back in the day, back when I was a teenager, so we're talking a couple of years ago. <laughs> a couple of years ago, <laughs> yeah, yesterday. Um, I used to go into the gym, walk out with a donut. You know, I thought, yeah. you know, I'd earn this. But after you know, learning over the years and you know, doing my studies and all that kind of stuff, you learn that, you know, while that might be the trade-off in your opinion, if you've got a, a bigger goal like a race or you want to burn belly fat or you want to, you know, achieve something a little more, heart health, that kind of thing, then you just got to watch what's going on in the kitchen as well. And you just got to keep that that side of things, you know, in mind with the training. So with the high intensity training, is it fair to say that um, you probably should snack a uh, healthier course, uh, maybe as quick as you possibly can, or do you let the calories sort of burn out until you feel hungry because you want to recover from that training session as well, don't you? You do. The jury's out on that. There's a lot of scientific research that says yes and no. Is that, but they call it the window. Um, and while the window is a nice thought that you can go and you can chuck down anything you want after a hard training session, it's not quite true. Um, you have to be careful about what you're having. It is all balanced. It is all in a certain amount. So your best bet after a good training session to make sure that you're not ruining what you just did is a protein shake with some creatine or, you know, just something a little lighter on your stomach so you're not going to sit there and your body has to switch to doing all of that work instead. Emily, we've spoken a bit about what you should eat prior to a uh, prior to a workout regardless of it. The one thing that we didn't get a chance to touch on last week was that next meal after it. Now, it doesn't matter whether you train first thing in the morning, middle of the day or at night. What are some of the staples that we should be looking to have in that post-training meal, you know, 45 minutes to an hour after? Really depends on your goal. If you don't have a lot of weight to lose and you're doing this for exercise and for, you know, uh, let's say um, an athletic benefit, so you're quite a slim build, you've got a good heart, you've got a good exercise base, then... You can go for your brown rices, your, your quinoa, your pasta, your, that, that kind of thing, if that's what you feel like. If you're looking to lose weight, burn fat, that kind of thing, then go a chicken salad, you know, something a little lighter. There's um, a little hack that we call konjac. Yes. Yeah. Um, and if you are one of those people that really loves pasta or rice or lasagna, um, that kind of thing, then konjac is pretty much the the alternative to that. You're getting that texture, you're getting that kind of feeling without all the carbs. Emily, how's the chief going uh, on that Thursday morning show? He, that rattle. He, he sounds like he's uh, pulling the wrong rein. We've we've got the winner winner chicken dinner going on here. <laughs> he's a good bean. No, he's a good boy, the chief. He's a good. There's a, there's a saying that in, in sport that he might have backed the wrong horse. I, I think, think he has. He's backed the wrong horse. Emily's backed. And we've backed the right yeah. horse with Emily as well. Spud. I'll and tell you a little secret about Chief. Yes. 
He's the cook in our family. He ah. does everything. I do nothing. I am a very spoiled woman. <laughs> and what did Chief uh, do for Valentine's Day um, on mm. Thursday? Yeah, Thursday. You know what? We got up. Wednesday. At, don't mock me, but we got up at two. Yeah. And we went and did the staircase for three hours. When you say two, um, two a.m. Yeah. 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 And then yeah, is that what you did for Valentine's yes, Day? Two a.m. Dedicate these twenty-five laps to you, my love. <laughs> Oh, you don't you just make us feel bad about oh. ourselves. Emily. That was palpable. Uh, well done. <laughs> hey, it's always nice to have you on the program. Thanks for joining us again today. Thanks, boys. Have a good day. Thanks, Emily. Emily Braybron, our nutritionist to the stars. And with that, Spud, that will take us out for Sunday's edition. It's big thanks to all of our guests this morning. Jasmine Smith was oh, outstanding. outstanding. Emily, as always, brilliant. Rob Code, outstanding. Thought you were pretty good too. I thought uh, I was excellent. I reckon a close second uh, was probably me. Uh, third... Jasmine was, was terrific. But Emily Emily and Rob, um, I tell you what, the listeners on the SMS, they uh, they really it. like the health advice, especially the nutrition and the health advice. What about your sleeping habits, oh, Jack? I'm going to go away and have a think about it and do some work on well, it. Well, I was going to say that. Those um, big bags under your <laughs> eyes, mate, seriously. They they look like little coin slots your I eyes know, at the moment. I you know. look that tired. I've had three days of AFL Spud. Give me a go. I'm, uh, I'm knackered. And I've, I've flown a, back in this morning for this show. And I've had up a, at six o'clock. Yeah, and I've had an hour with you, which yeah, is enough. Yeah, and that's enough for me too. <laughs> Goodbye to you. Goodbye to all of our listeners. Goodbye we'll to Swiss yeah. and uh, the Hater Clinic. See you next week.